So you're looking to invest into the semiconductor market, especially after Berkshire Hathaway's and Warren Buffett disclosed a position on TSM, a huge semiconductor company. Unfortunately, you don't know too much about the semiconductor market and you're looking where to start. Well, this episode is great for you. Today, I want to take a closer look at three ETFs in the semiconductor market that I believe are super strong and are some of my favorites. So let's get started. I do want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video and make sure to check out fool.com slash Jose to get the top 10 stocks to buy right now. So for those that are new to my channel, my name is Jose Naharo. I come with a master's degree in electrical engineering and I used to work in the kind of emerging market um, before kind of starting this YouTube career uh, and really focused on investing in companies that deal with emerging technologies. And most of the technology that's kind of creating these huge innovations and leaps in the future are semiconductors. So I'm super, super bullish in this space and sometimes it can get very, very tricky. I want to say the best way to ever enter a market where you don't fully understand or don't want to take a closer look at individual companies or better yet, you want to just minimize your risk by not putting your eggs all in one basket is an ETF. So the first ETF I want to take a closer look at is Vanek Semiconductor ETF traded under the NASDAQ as ticker SMH. And this is one that I own at the moment. Right now, if we take a closer look at Vanek's website, so this quick fun description just tells us that, hey, Vanek Semiconductor ETF is actually tracking this 25 coding semiconductor index and is trying to kind of replicate it as closely as possible before fees. The inception date of this ETF is 2011, so about a decade ago. Total net assets is roughly $7 billion. This is actually the biggest ETF that we have right now. One thing that I really enjoy about it is number of holdings is 25. We'll take a closer look at the top 10 holdings in a bit. And we can see net expense ratio is about 0.35%. In my opinion, the net expense ratio at that at that 0.35% Obviously, it's not as cheap as an index fund that you can get roughly below 0.1%. But I do believe for kind of getting exposure into the semiconductor market, it's not that crazily priced. If we take a closer look at the holdings, like I mentioned, only 25 positions. And this is something I get excited when investing in ETFs. Even though ETFs kind of diversify me a little bit, kind of eliminate that risk of just investing in one company, I do enjoy an ETF that also has some form of concentration in their portfolio. And when I take a closer look, total hold of 25 even though it is diversified at the same time it is kind of concentrated with some of its top picks we can see its number one position as of november 17th is actually tsm and this is the company that berkshire hathaway's just disclosed a position in with 11.25 percent of their holdings so we can see a, a nice heavy big giant in the semiconductor space. The second one is actually one of my favorites, NVIDIA. And this is, in my opinion, a very, very strong growth company. Uh, so we can see the top two holdings are focused on First, a huge giant in the semiconductor market, one of the backbones, I want to say, in the industry. The second will be a huge growth opportunity. Number three is ASML Holding with roughly 5.8%. And ASML Holding is a company that provides equipment for the semiconductor space. So we can see definitely a nice, company, a nice amount of companies here all hitting different markets. The second one is actually one of my favorites. This is the one that I've been purchasing for, uh, recently, and this is ticker SOXQ, and this is Invesco PHLX 
Semiconductor ETF. Again, that ticker is SOXQ. And also, if you are enjoying the episode so far, make sure to hit the thumbs up as it does help me grow my overall audience. If you want to support a little bit more, make sure to subscribe using my link at fool.com slash Jose. Also, if you want to learn more about the semiconductor market, I do have the number one upcoming semiconductor podcast in the world, a weekly episode. Uh, We just released episode three. The link is right below on the pinned comments. If we take a closer look, this ETF is based on the PA HLX Semiconductor Sector Index, and that index is designed to measure the performance of the 30 largest U.S.-listed securities of companies engaged in the semiconductor business. So again, we can see another semiconductor-based ETF, but again, that concentration, right, 30 positions in my opinion, it gives me the best of both worlds. I get a nice amount of diversification, but at the same time, I kind of get concentration, especially in the top 10 positions. If we take a closer look, the management fee is super, super cheap in my opinion, is 0.19%, and this is what really attracts me here. The reason it's so cheap is this is probably one of the newest semiconductor ETFs. So they're trying to grab kind of users to their kind of uh, ETF. We can see inception date is actually June of 2021. Even though the ETF is new, the the index that it tracks is actually not new. So we can actually see... um, past historical returns of that index itself. And if we take a closer look at the top 10 holdings, we can see a different list here. Here we start off with Texas Instrument, roughly 8.36%. Texas Instrument is a semiconductor company that creates boring chips, right? They do have a lot of their manufacturing, big, big kind of production here in the United States. And again, this is I want to say one of those boring companies, but many would say it's at a very, very attractive value. Broadcom is their second with 8.13%. Then we have two kind of growth stocks, NVIDIA with 8%, Qualcomm with 7%, AMD with 6.8%, even ASML, which is more of, I want to say, a value into the semiconductor play with 4.7%. So this is probably my favorite ETF for a few reasons. First, 30 holdings, right? Very, very concentrated position. At the same time, you're getting diversified by having numerous, numerous positions. The second thing is within their positions, we can see, especially in their top 10, we can see a huge range of of semiconductor companies. We have some manufacturing base. We have some fabulous. We have some growth ones. We have some ones that pay dividends. We some have some highly valued ones. We have some high growth stocks. So again, I really do like this. Again, Like I mentioned, that low, low expense ratio, even though this is the newest ETF and it only has market value of about $76 million, very, very low compared to those other giants. The other one was roughly $7 billion or $8 billion, I believe. And the next one is going to be closer to $6 billion. Invesco, at the end of the day, is not a new bank. And the index that it follows is not a new index. So it kind of gives me a little bit of reassuring that this is looking like a very, very great ETF. The final one we're going to take a closer look at is ticker SOX. X, and this is iShares Semiconductor ETF. Starting off, this is tracking another index as well. It has $6.5 billion in net assets. Again, a lot higher than the one we just previously saw. This one's tracking another index fund in the semiconductor, the ICE Semiconductor Index. If we take a closer look, number of holdings is 30 and the expense ratio is roughly 0.4. Again, nothing too, too crazy. I think anything below 0.5 is somewhat acceptable. It's not going to eat too 
too much of your funds, uh, especially if you're trying to look into the semiconductor market. Now, if we take a closer look at top 10 holdings here of SOXX, we can see they actually replicate or look almost identical to the one we just looked at, SOXQ by Invesco. We can see top few positions are Texas Instrument, Broadcom, NVIDIA, Qualcomm, Advanced Microchips, uh, Microchip Technology. Uh, but we can see percentage difference is a bit different here. They also have different companies. For example, in the top 10 holdings here, we can see SOXX has a company called On Semiconductor, which is a company that deals really in the automotive and that's roughly four percent of the portfolio if we take a closer look at soxq on is there but it only has about 2.9 percent of the portfolio so we can see the companies do have very similar position holdings um, but their percentage might be a little bit different i don't think this one's bad either in all honesty i don't think one could go completely wrong with either any of these three i actually enjoy all three the only two that I owned are SMH and my most recently found SOXQ. And that's the one I'm actually going to continue to add on from now on. Now, I kind of just wanted to showcase the overall returns of the semiconductor ETF against the S&P 500 and against the NASDAQ. And if we take a closer look in the past year, unfortunately, the S&P 500 has gone down a lot less than the semiconductor market or than the overall kind of NASDAQ or the Qs, right? But if we take a closer look back at three years, the VanEck SMH and the ticker SOXX have actually outperformed the S&P 500 and the Qs. We can see SMH 70% return in the past three years, where the Qs only did 43.5 and the S&P 500 only did 33.78. And this is total return, which includes things like expense ratios and dividends. If we take a closer look in five years, the gap gets even bigger. Vanek, for example, has 123%. iShare Semiconductor is at 120%. Next in line is Q's with 91% and then is the S&P 500 with 67%. Next, if we take a closer look at a little bit further in the 10 years, we can see the VanEck and the SOXX completely demolish the S&P 500 and the uh, Q's, right? Over 700% return in the past 10 years, opposed to the Q's only returning 391% and the S&P 500 returning only 243%. And let me just say, all those are amazing results for the S&P 500 and for the Q's. Even saying only makes it, yeah, makes it seem like I'm diminishing those returns, but those are amazing. But I do believe the semiconductor space had much room to grow in the early 2010s. I do believe with the kind of technology that we are seeing right now from artificial intelligence, machine learning, data centers, uh, the overall growth in the, the streaming world, semiconductor solutions are gonna continue to be needed and they're gonna continue to provide high margin products. Uh, so I'm super excited for the semiconductor space and I do believe these are some of the ETFs investors that wanna get into the space should check out. So take care, have a good day and see you next time.